0: Hello, 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 my Let's Keep It Real people. Do you want to know who this week's awesome and inspiring guest is? Well, I'm very excited because it's Angie Robertson, and I actually can say her last name without bastardizing it, so that's cool for me. I like when that happens, Robertson, so that's cool. Anywho, they all get that because I'm so not, that's not my thing, Angie, Angie is a lawyer. Ooh, lots to talk about. My husband's a lawyer too. Oh, but turned life coach who lives in Dallas, which we were talking about snow. A little snow would drive them crazy there, but you know, you got to get a few things in there. And she lives there with her husband and two daughters and her dachshund. Hmm, I love dogs. I'm not that familiar with that type of dog, so I'll have to ask a lot of questions. Um, she came to handle Group Beach, which well, you know I'm a big fan of, over 10 years ago as a client, hmm. and used the coaching method to pursue her passion of helping people, which means she is now working full-time as a senior coach helping one-on-one clients and couples and as a nonprofit lawyer, lawyer huh. in her spare time. That should be really interesting. Some of her favorite accomplishments from Oh, that's right. We're in 2020. Get with it, Weston. 2019 are completing her first marathon and a 14er, which she'll, I'm sure, describe to us. Traveling to... (laughs) This is like an eat, pray, love thing. (laughs) Traveling to Bali to lead a retreat. Huh. wonder if she had any affairs she can talk about. They have to tell the (laughs) truth. I know that, the Handle Group. And moving back into her dream home with, well probably not, with her family after 11-month renovation. Welcome, Angie. How are you?
1: Thank you. I'm really excited to be here. Thank you for having me.
0: Uh, I I know the Handle Group very well, so I was excited to get you on and chat about what your experience is and get to know you, because we've never met or chatted before. Perfect. I love that. So let's start with you in Texas, all right? How is it there, and where are you? So... I
1: am in Dallas, Texas, and um, I've been here for a little over 15 years. Okay. And I came, I came very reluctantly. I was not ever going to leave South Louisiana, where I'm from. Um, but ah. we moved. I've, I followed my now husband to Texas, and we love it here now. We okay, love. So did Dallas. you meet
0: him in Louisiana? I did. I met him in college. Okay. I've never, I don't, I've never been to Louisiana. It sounds like you really loved it. You didn't want to leave. Well, I love
1: it. And my family's there. I was actually there over the Christmas holidays was the last time I was back. And I was there for like 11 days. So my husband's family and my family all still in Louisiana. So I go back
0: and visit quite a bit. Okay. So what happened in Texas? Like, why was your husband going there?
1: Well, we followed our lawyer jobs to Texas.
0: Oh, you're both lawyers. We are. Yeah, that should be interesting. Now, is he into the handle method too? He gets the handle method
1: like by default through me. Yeah, um, yeah. So he knows a lot of the, you know, coaching method and he hears me talk all about it. And so do my kids. Yeah. But um, he's not a coach. He doesn't have a coach and I'm not allowed to coach him.
0: Yeah, that's a good thing. Yeah, it is a very good thing. So I got to ask, how is it when you debate with two lawyers? Because I know I practically lose. I used to lose every argument with my husband (laughs) until like the last few years. And I still think I'm losing. I don't know. You know, I just, he can out debate me because he never gets emotional, Angie. He's level-headed. Well, so what type of law law does your husband practice? Oh, he's workman's comp. Okay. You know, he helps the injured person.
1: Okay, well what I was going to I was asking that because my husband's a corporate lawyer. So he does like mergers and acquisitions and like oh. contracts and general counsel to so he's very like solutions oriented, okay. right? So it's very it's not of course, you know, we're look, we're a couple, we have our, we have our fights and our issues, like everybody, yeah. but he's more of like, figure out how to get it done, where yeah. I was in litigation. And so I'm like, looking for all the problem. like, na- my natural state is let's find all the problems, because that's going to come back. And you know, he, we're yeah. two separate lawyers. So that makes for a nice combination in the household, you know, but yeah. um, we don't debate, we don't debate like two litigators. So that's a good thing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> 'cause that would be crazy. It that, yes. Totally. It would be it would be so crazy. All right. So you got into the it said like over 10 years ago, right, as a client. Yes. what drew yeah. you into them?
1: So I was a securities litigation lawyer and you know, really loved the people that I worked with. Didn't love the work. And you know, was just had this like deep down desire like i sh- i could or should be doing something more but i you know couldn't figure out what that was so i started researching career coaches and you know literally like on i think yahoo.com at the time you know career coaches okay. and see what would come up. Um, and then I actually left my law firm job and I went in house with a company here in Dallas and, because I had always said like, okay, look, if I get out of the law firm life and I go in house, that's going to make all the difference. All of a sudden I'm going to be, you know, happy, um, fulfilled. Mm-hmm. And I made that change and that wasn't so right. And okay. so the common denominator, as we say at Hansel Group, well, maybe it's me right? And it's not the job, it's me. So way back when I was at my law firm job, I had found the Handel Group, because I read an article about a coaching company who was doing their coaching method in a class at MIT. And, you know, I'm a little bit snobby. And so I was like, well, if it's good enough for MIT, like that's got a lot of credibility. And so I always remembered Handel Group because of the course at MIT. And I didn't call the first time, But I remembered, okay, wait, what was that company, MIT and Coaching? And then I called and started working with my coach who she coached me for many years. And I transitioned from that in-house job to doing nonprofit law. And then I just stuck around because I loved the method, loved what I was doing, really realized, oh, this is actually more of what I want to do. And, um, you know, did the nonprofit law thing until I was doing more of the coaching than that and have been with Handel full time now for quite a while.
0: Wow. It's so funny how like you didn't know. I'm like thinking everybody I know, they're like, oh, I know Sally and Sally got results, right? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Or Billy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You did a whole different type of search. I did. Yeah. yeah. You, didn't, you didn't know anyone.
1: No, I was a, I was a cold call basically.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I know. How, yeah. how often does that happen? And you must've fell in love immediately with your coach or you wouldn't have stayed with it because you didn't know anybody.
1: Absolutely. I loved her. And, and actually this is one of the things that I think makes us great is that, you know, you're really, your relationship with your coach is everything. They are your experience of the method. Yeah, And, yeah. and that's so true because she really was you know, she was Hansel group to me, you know, and then now, of course, I've been around a long time. I've had several coaches I've seen, you know, I love everyone that that I've interacted with. But at the time, she really was, you know, what, what kept me coming back. And the method, of course, and how she taught me. Yeah,
0: you have to like the basic foundation. You know, I was thinking about that with, um, you know, even any type of therapy, or medical field, like I've just heard somebody saying, I'll I'll never go again to a chiropractor.
1: Mm.
0: And they had a bad experience with one chiropractor. This happens Mm -hmm. all the time. Mm -hmm. And so everyone got lumped into there. Mm -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. Isn't that true? Like, that one person has, like, such a powerful impression on you. I'm like, well, wait a minute. How do you know you wouldn't like others, you know, chiropractors just because just you had the one bad experience or people that, I don't know if you've heard this, they've gone to a therapist or a life coach and they had a bad experience and that's it. They're done, you know? Yeah,
1: totally. Well, and I mean, remember, I'm a lawyer yeah. and we get it. <laughs> lawyers get, get that kind of a bad oh, rap too. <laughs> yeah. My
0: husband gets lumped into, you know, everybody. But, you know, I wanted to bring this up because this is a really sticky Wiccan with some of my friends. They they don't feel as if your, your company's different. And I deal with a lot of other different organizations that they really have to go through a lot to become a coach. Mm -hmm. But their concern is that there are coaches out there that might mean well, but they just kind of got a certification over the weekend Mm -hmm. and they're playing with people's heads you know? Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. do you you know what I'm saying? And yeah, it's a little, I always want to stay positive, but I think for people out there, they have to know that, you know, I do a lot with conscious transformation too. And and man, their trainers have to go through so much. And it's the same thing with handle group. You have to walk, you know, the walk and talk the talk. And, and it's a little concerning. I guess it's just like fitness trainers that it could, could anybody become a life coach? You think? I mean, I don't know in different organizations and that, you know, you're messing with someone's head. That's pretty mm-hmm. serious stuff there. I don't know how you feel about that.
1: Well, you know, so a couple of thoughts on that. Number one is I, I think that, you know, there's a, someone picking their, their coach or therapist or coaching method that's really personal to them. And I think people really do have to figure out what speaks to them. Of course, I love the hands-on method. I think it's great. And I think it, gives results like I, I would recommend my method. But I think that, um, you know, people really have to figure out what gets them moving. And part of that research, I think should be who's teaching you the method. And one of the things that I loved about the Handel group, and, and it is one of the reasons that I initially came as a client was, I liked this idea that, my coach was like in it with me, meaning she wasn't perfect, right? And, and I tell my clients the same thing, right? I'm not perfect. I mess up all the time, yeah. but I'm in the game with you too. Yeah. So that really provides that level of relatability. And then I do think, you know, we're very careful because we aren't therapists. And so yeah. really drawing the line on what's appropriate for coaching versus when does someone need some other modality of help and how do we work together for the betterment of the person? You know, we take that responsibility very seriously, too, because I agree with you. It is, you know, it, it's serious. We are talking to people about their lives and opining on things and giving them a method. So, you know, I would just say, like, do your research. The method has to resonate with you. The person has to resonate with you. And, you know, there are pe- there are people who like me as a coach, and there, there have been people in my over the course of my career who haven't liked me as a coach, but I've liked another handball coach. Yeah, yeah. So there's also that, you know, personality and every. So I would just say do the research. And, you know, I love the fact that even though sometimes it's annoying as a human, me as a human to have to go and do the method on myself, it actually is why I kept coming back because I liked that and I wanted to be held accountable. And then I wanted to be in a conversation with my clients where I could speak to them from the place of, oh, yeah, look, I did that, too. Yeah, All right. Because it's it's helpful.
0: Yeah, I like the way you said. That's a big takeaway that you said. It, yeah, you, you have to be responsible for your own body and your mind. You have to take responsibility for it. And it it even though it could be a little tedious, you have to do the research. And it has to resonate with you because, like you said, you highly recommend your method, but it's not the only method. And there's, you have to make sure that you go. Yes, you know, I could see yeah. myself in that. And then, like you said, like I taught. You know, fitness classes forever. There are people that love me and people that are like, what is wrong with that human? You you know what I mean? (laughs) Because (laughs) I'm out there. You either love me or you go, oh, my God, she is complete lunatic. But you're going to draw in those people, you know, that you resonate with and you have to be okay with that, you know? So if you find the system or method that works for you and you go, okay, then I think you can try different, you know, Life coaches, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, you
1: know, so then from my perspective, this I'll just, you know, be a little vulnerable here with you. That's also, yes, um, (laughs) you know, that's what we do at Handel. Um, It's it's also a real big lesson. Like for me, I have certain personality traits where I really like to be liked. You know, I I love, I've got that people pleaser, you know, I want to, you know, not mess up and all that and learning to you Know, accept that it's okay, I'm not for
0: everybody, right? Is, is like That's, good on the other you know, side. I'm of so me. glad you yeah. brought that up because you know, this is some good girl chat. Most good, ugh, all right. So, here we go. I'll <laughs> sip my tea first, okay. In, in most helping professions, okay, people mm-hmm. that want to help people, whatever it is, you know, like it could be a physical therapist, whatever, doctor, whatever you think, okay, they're really confident people. They can take constructive criticism. Heck no. Many of them can't because I love the way you said that. I haven't heard it that way before. Because you want to help people, because you want to do the right thing, you don't want to screw up or what you consider Mm -hmm. screwing up. Mm -hmm. So when somebody tells you something or, hey, you know, I didn't think that was appropriate. It's even more difficult because if you didn't give a crap mm-hmm. about people, you right? Know, yeah, right. I know, I know some people that are so thick skinned. And I think you could say, you know, hey, you know, that wasn't really nice, and they go, yeah, all right. And I think, wait a minute, they handled that really well. They're so confident. It could mm-hmm. be they're confident or they don't really care, you know, it, it's crazy. And I remember a while ago, and I actually corrected my coach. This is a little anonymous. And I said, you know, I really think you pushed it too far. Like you went Mm. over the line there Mm -hmm. and I don't think I was ready for it. And you kind of put me out there so vulnerable. And this was the most brilliant thing. She's like, thank you for telling me. Let me think about it. And she got back to me and she's like, I am so glad that you pointed that out to me. You are 100% right. And I learned from that. How mature is that? I mean, seriously. Yeah. Um, kudos to the method of, you know, like, you don't know I mean to be like, whoa, right. I was able to listen to that, hear it and go, I'm going to learn from that. And I think you were right. I mean, you know how hard it is for someone to say that?
1: Yeah. Now was this a, was this a handbell group coach?
0: Yeah. Or different?
1: Yeah. Oh, okay. Good. Well, yeah. I was thinking so, but that's actually one of the things we teach people is how to have conversations. Right. And yeah. that, and yeah. it's a learned It's a learned skill to really like hear somebody without your, you know, defense mechanisms going up, like really hear them and take care of the other person. This works like, you know, I do it with my clients. I do it with my kids. Right. It's it's a skill that we teach our clients because it's just so like just what you described. Right. It's so. Like, that's how we build those intimate relationships. And then you're able to get taken care of, and she's able to learn and take care of you. And then, you know, it's rather than nobody saying anything and operating yeah. from that place.
0: Yeah. It's, 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 that was what I know it sounds crazy, but that was one of my favorite bonding moments because I exactly. was able to like, because the yeah. whole thing is, you know, a lot of people say, speak your truth. And they really don't want, oh my goodness, I was just having this conversation with one of my relatives and the, the, oh, let's, let's call her Sally Bell because I don't know any Sally Bells. And Sally yeah. Bell, all right, we got a Sally Bell. Said, no, no, tell me what you really think. No, do you think I could be a little harsh on my delivery? This is my aunt. Um, and she's like, I, you know, some people tell me that it's not that I'm not saying something, but I'm harsh. Like I'm, I'm too judgmental and I really want to know. I go, oh, I don't, I don't know if we want to get into this right now, you know? Mm-hmm. And she's like, come on, Sandy. I go, well, I think, we, you know, maybe it'd be a good, good idea to work on your delivery. Well, she went ballistic. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you didn't actually have permission to give her the truth. <laughs> and so I was like,
0: I do it. And so, you uh-huh. know, someone always said to me, uh, you know, and then my other aunt says, well, Sandy, People don't really want to hear the truth. I mean, you think they do. Maybe you do. But most people, I said, I don't even give it unless somebody asks. Like, I'm very careful. I don't give advice. If you ask me, you're going to hear the truth. Like, I'm not going to sugar. I'm going to, I'm going to be kind. I'm going to come from love. But Angie, I'm going to tell you, you know, yeah. if you ask me. But 99.9% unless you're walking into traffic, I'm not going to give it to you. So... What's up with that? Even when people really ask, they don't want to hear it, even in business? Come on, Auntie. Yeah, I think, you know, we're
1: so afraid of, I think, you know, not being liked. I mean, that's like, oh, I'm really simplifying it, right? But no one wants to be, like, alone or, or not liked or in trouble or, like, any of these negative things that a lot of us have associated with, I think, telling the truth. Right, mm, and yeah. this is my experience, and I think the truth, Sandy, is that if you practice telling the truth, and then practice doing it with in Handel method, we call it grace and wisdom, where you really take care of the other person, but you do say what you need to say.
0: Yeah,
1: it, it actually gets easier to tell the truth, and then you find that some, like not everybody's going to like it, of course. No, but no. No. You're gonna start to live more authentically, right? This has been a, a huge muscle that I've had to exercise. My people pleaser never wants to say anything because I just want to be liked. But yeah. but yeah. then what that does to you personally is, you know, you're 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 not living authentically to yourself. And then I had like a lot of anxiety and like uh, all these things really came from me not telling my truth. And then the yeah. the funniest thing happened the other day was that this was about a month ago, I had the realization. And so if you don't think you're lifelong learners, let this be one example. I've been around the method 10 years, you know, and the reason I keep coming back is because I know I'm not done. And I'll, oh, I know you're I'll done, never you're be dead, dead Going to exactly. your next life. You know? Exactly. But, but, you know, hands on method, tell the truth, core principle, right? Right. Oh yeah. And someone, someone pointed out to me, they were like, I don't actually think you're a person that's that likes to have the truth told to them, just like what you were saying. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, you know, and then I thought about it. I thought about it and I was like, oh my gosh, you're right. Like I was, I was like to my kids, I need you to tell me the truth about what happened. And then they would get in trouble if they told the truth or, you know, like I noticed, oh, there's some people in my life, my, my life that they're actually not telling me everything. Hmm. I got to figure out what's going on, and I really did notice that. Like, oh yeah, I'm kind of a jerk. Like I don't, I don't receive the truth, you know. Well,
0: yeah. So, well, I wouldn't. It be a goes way. jerk. But I, I get it. I know what you're saying. Yeah. Oh
1: no, no, I'm. I really can't be. I'm telling on myself.
0: <laughs> okay. I really can't be. Yeah, I get it. The chicken, the jerk. I'm with you, girl. All right. But, I, but I no, I think,
1: I think it does just like you said, look, even though that conversation might've been really scary for you, like it might not, it might've been just fine for you, but some people would no. say, Oh, telling, telling someone the truth is no, it really was scary. scary. It was okay, scary. Great. Yeah. But then you, then you also said, that's like one of the most profound moments I think in your yeah. relationship. Yeah. That's what telling the truth and having more of those experiences in people's lives like gets us to say like oh yeah okay yeah, every time i'm going to be scared but look at what it gets me
0: i um it by the way every time if it's that big i'm scared i just had a month ago it was more of a business conversation with a male and uh-huh. i was telling him what i really thought and I'm not saying this is a male thing, but basically <laughs> ignored that I even said it the next day. Uh, like we, uh-huh. like, and I'm not a text or email. I don't send anything negative, nothing, nothing, nothing. I'm, I'm in your face if I can, but if I can't, I'll do it on the phone. And then it was like, I never said it. And I was like, all right, Billy Bob, are we going to talk? And no, not unless you make me. <laughs> I was cracking yeah. up. Oh and my I was like, yeah, yeah, I think we really need to. And mm-hmm. again, it was not mm-hmm. easy. I was mm-hmm. scared crapless, and yet it was rewarding to me at the end. And it ended up being well received. Yeah, I. I it's still time will tell. <laughs> I don't. Good know. for you. But it was hard. I mean, it still wasn't yeah. easy. Like, but my heart starts pounding if I don't do it. Like,
1: oh yeah, I'm scared every time too. Like, I I had to have a difficult conversation like in the past month. Like, I get scared every time. I've just re- like now you start to you know, keep track of how awesome it was when you did do that. Right. Yeah. I like to equate it to, you know, if you've ever jumped off of a high diving board and the moments before you're like, what have I done? Like, why am I up here? And then you do it and it's like scary. And then at the end, you're like, okay, wait, that was great. And then, you know, you, you remember that there's something else on the other side of the fear. Yeah. You have yeah, to do that yeah. with difficult conversations too. collect that evidence and keep having them. But
0: I still get scared, but it does get a little easier. It's like, exactly. Do you like flying, Auntie?
1: Oh my gosh. I can't believe you brought this up. No, no,
0: actually I don't. (laughs) Sorry. I just (laughs) threw it out. No, no, I,
1: no, I'm laughing because I really, that's one of the things like, I don't love flying, but I want to go places. And so I'm going to get on a plane and go to Bali.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. So you're going to overcome it and go, Okay. I'm going to deal with this because, you know, there's a greater reward on the other side. Exactly.
1: Exactly. All right.
0: So let's back up a second. Let's tell people what a 14er is. Did I say it right?
1: Yeah. 14er. Okay. So one of the things that I figured out and you might like as a fitness guru, you might be able to tell me why I do this, but I really like challenges and I find that I get my best like body results and health results when I sign up to do something, right? So thus, you know, the bucket list item was do a marathon. I did that. I was, um, and I, I was like high for a month after on how excited I was that I did yeah. that thing. Yeah. So 14 or is when you do a hike. So in Colorado, I, and I, I, there could be some other 14ers. I'm sure there are, but I was focusing just on Colorado 14ers. Yeah. It's peaks that are above 14,000 feet in altitude I believe I'm saying this right like there's a whole thing you can you can totally read up on it and so we did one this summer my husband and I did it we were in Breckenridge and I researched one of the easiest or like beginner 14ers and we did one called
0: Quandary Peak yeah I I, I go to Breckenridge every summer
1: oh yeah have you done this
0: Yes, but by You've myself. <laughs> Not with anyone. Awesome. That was yeah, but that's a whole other story. But go ahead.
1: Yeah. Okay, so you did Quandary Peak.
0: No, I didn't do Quandary. No. Peak. Oh, okay. No. No, 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 okay. no, no. But I I, you said I, do that. I know people like when I go okay. I hike by myself, but I would love to do that.
1: Oh, it was amazing. And so you just you climb to this height. I mean, really, it you know, so we you have to bring enough water. We had done, you know, some training ahead of time to make sure that yeah. we had you know, a certain level of fitness and, and we did it. And it was, it's just how
0: long did it take you?
1: So this was really interesting. It took us a longer time to get down, like climbing down was like heart was harder on us. So it took us like two and a half hours to climb up. And then like three hours to get down.
0: No, that's not maybe I did. See, I have such a bad memory. But I remember wherever I went, I I had those what do you call it those shoes on? Like uh, the spikes and things. Yeah. Whatever. Uh-huh. And you know, I, I waited till like the fifth day. I kept going higher and higher because of elevation, like making uh-huh. sure I acclimated myself, mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. But the only thing I remember is I was freezing up top because it was start, like it was snowing. Yeah. Yeah. We and, did
1: it in July and there was snow on the top. Yes.
0: It was July. Mm-hmm. And then as mm-hmm. you come down, you get hot. But I know for me, no matter where, I go coming down always takes me longer because yeah. it's more fear of slipping and falling. Yeah. When you're going up, it's stamina you know, stamina, and, you know, you can train and you can be in shape and endurance and all that, but you don't train for the slippage coming right. down. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's scary coming down. I'd rather go up all the time and <laughs> drive me down.
1: <laughs> and there are 14ers. I think that you can do that. We looked some up.
0: <laughs> oh, you did? So yeah. now that's for me. Because I hate going down. But. You
1: should look that up. There is—I can't remember the name, but I think there's one where you can walk
0: up and then you drive down. Now I have to look at the name of the thing of where I went because I would. My son went on some of the hikes, but he didn't go on the last one. Now you got me crazy there. All right, okay, so, good. Look
1: it up. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because
0: I love Breckenridge, and I only gone on in the summer. We always go every year in July. Yeah, it's That's crazy. We,
1: we yeah. i We could have overlapped. We've been there the past couple of summers, and we it's, might have it's been on our the list. same
0: hill. We could have. <laughs> I don't know. I all was right,
1: actually so, super impressed. Let me just say, I was actually super impressed. There were people of all ages climbing that thing. Oh, yeah. I was there, like, there was so little inspired. kids and
0: like people in their 80s with the cane. Yeah. And the walking there, cane.
1: there were even people, this was amazing, running. Like it, they were runners. They run all the way to the top and run down. It run. was, I was very in, in, impressed and inspired by those folks.
0: No, that's crazy. All right. So now we got okay. the marathon. Yes. We got Breckenridge. Yes. And then you went to Bali. This was all in 19?
1: 2019 was a really great year. I focused on fun and adventure and wow. all those things, those things fell under that umbrella.
0: So did you go to Bali by yourself or with family?
1: So Bali was the culmination of a dream that I had to travel to someplace super cool and teach the hands-all method. And I okay. did it with a former client of mine. Who started a wellness travel company, and so it was a, a women's only retreat. So when you asked that, I have like a you know any kind of anything I could tell you about you know. Eat pray
0: love. I was eat, just... pray love.
1: Though I did. I watch know the we all think that with Bolly, but... <laughs> right? But I did watch the movie on the way there. Um, oh, you did. But it was a women. It was a women's only retreat, and mm-hmm. it was fantastic. It was so I did design your life portion of the retreat and she did mindful eating and we ate all it was a it was a detox so we had no alcohol no caffeine and only whole food plant based food which was amazing it was yeah, i could yeah. I, like i was more full than i am normally the food was just amazing yeah. um and so I'm we sure. had yeah it ah oh, so fresh so fresh and just delicious and It was, it was a dream come true. And so much so that, you know, she, this is what we tell people, right? You got to go try out what you think you want to do. And that's how you really know if you want to do it. And so my partner on this adventure, her name is Jennifer. Jen was like, okay, I I don't know if I want to do this, but I'm just going to do one and we're going to see how it goes. And so she like a a series of things happened up to it. And we were like, Oh gosh, should we do it? Shouldn't we, you know, all of our chicken, you know, was going crazy. That's our voice of fear. It's like, you know, I'm like, how long does it take to get to Bali? I didn't think this out clearly, you know? So we're there. We're having a fantastic time day two. She's like, this confirms that this is what I want to do with my life. Do you want to come back to Bali in 2020? And I was like, listen, I'm not coming back to Bali in 2020. I have another coach friend of mine who's going, who wants to. So they're actually doing a trip to Bali in 2020. And Jen and I are trying to plan um, a different, we're working right now on planning a different trip to somewhere closer to the States, not as long of a time commitment, because that was some of the feedback I got from my clients who wanted to come like, Hey, this sounds epic, but I just can't do 10 days, nine days away. Because by the time you travel there and have a full seven days, yeah, yeah, you're going yeah. for like nine to 10. So oh, so she she and a fellow coach are going to Bali in uh, later this year, which is just amazing to see. And I'm, I'm helping them talk that up. And then we're going to have our own other kind of retreat experience together. So it's really fun.
0: See, that's the coolest thing, you know, yeah. that – do you ever do this? You like, did you just pick, Hey, I want to go to Bali and then make the retreat there. Like, do you know what I mean? Or, Hey, I've always wanted to go to Hawaii. And then you make the retreat there, like put up something on a map and then just hit all those areas, Angie.
1: Well, so not exactly for this, um, because I just kind of didn't know where I wanted to go. I will say I had this vision and this this might be too woo woo for some people but I had like a vision. We do a lot of like manifesting. No, used to me. And, yeah. Okay. Okay, good. No. So I really had like this when I would think about teaching in amazing locations. For some reason I always pictured like an open air kind of place with greenery in the background like really mm. beautiful. I didn't I didn't put a like and this is going to happen in Bali on it. You know, it was just kind of like that's what it's going to be like. And when I tell you the place that I did my workshops, I was like, Oh, my gosh, this is like what was in my vision. I didn't even know this place existed. But here it is. That came true. So I do that. But you know, I like to be as specific as I want to be. But also like leave room for that. I you know, Jim Jin lives in Bali now. And so it was like, Okay, wait, you know, she Never in my mind did I say, I want to go to Bali. Let me call Jen because she's in Bali. It just kind of happened that way. And it turned out it was the perfect location. Uh-huh. Gotcha. Um, but then I also do like anywhere that I go. So like when I was in Colorado, I did something in Denver. So I was like, you know, while I'm here, I might as well do something here. And then I've got some other things in the works for yeah. the Colorado area for the future. And so I like kind of travel when I was actually in D.C. for that marathon And I ran it, we virtually trained and ran together another coach and I, she lives in Florida, I live in Texas. She's another Handel Group coach. We met in D.C., ran the marathon together, and the day before we did a workshop in D.C. So I also kind of, I try to take Handel Group with me whenever I go places, just because it's fun.
0: Yeah, you can combine it. Yeah, I love that. Yeah.
1: But Um, I do have, I do have bucket list travel, like dreams places that I want to go. So I do do that. You yeah. Know, in addition, don't get yeah, me wrong. It's the same I have my thing, list. Some
0: people I have some my people list of travel. Yeah. Some people put pins on a map. Some people right. just, you know, they go, okay, I know I want to go here and you love what you do. So of course you're going to bring it with you, you know, and yeah, it's fun. do workshops or, you know, teach classes. Yeah. Okay. So let's, you know, get into, I think this is a big one for people and I want to make sure we hit it. Okay it's huge what you think, man. Isn't that reality? Come on, Angie. Like don't believe everything you think. That's a huge one.
1: Well, I remember that was really eye opening for me at first. Right. Like, and that's one of the pieces of our method that I think is so powerful. It really, we, we have people challenge their thoughts and really provide a separation. You are not your thoughts. And you don't have to believe your thoughts. Yeah. Right. And but I know that's hard because for so long, you're like, what? You know, I'm just relating to that as me or as God or as the truth or as whatever. And so, you know, I I do think that really studying what you think and starting to identify does what I think support what I want in my life and and who I want to be like, that's just a really interesting study. I, I had a, a, I was just talking to a client before this about how I had a train of thoughts at one point that really was just so mean to me. It was like, you're an idiot. You don't know, you can't do this. You Like, and it was just a tape like running and I was actually listening to it. Right. Yeah. And, and the reason why we have people, pro, you know, get some distance, like provide like a, like stopgap between themselves and their thoughts is because your thoughts then lead you to your actions. And we believe that your actions get you your results. And so, you know, having your thoughts running the show when your thoughts are not actually on the side of what you want in your life, that's not a very smart plan. Right.
0: I know, but it's, it's as I think of this and, you know, as, as smart as we can be, you know, there's just so many people that believe it's true and it's, you know, it's just, I always say to them, you know, belief is just a thought you've been thinking over and over again. Yes. It doesn't mean it's you know, yeah. the truth or your reality yeah. and how's it serving you. It's yeah. It's just crazy, but it's hard to separate that out. It really is because when you're, if you've been thinking it for a long time, it just seems like, Hey, this is the truth. So I'm sure that's a difficult one to break up for some people.
1: It is, which is why we have a lot of exercises, and I'm sure you remember your first time hearing about the brat chicken and the weather reporter. Yeah. That I think is a first step. Can I can I tell people about that right now because I think it'd be helpful? Absolutely. Absolutely. So it's when we came up with these funny names that we want you to start to go label your thoughts as either a brat, a chicken, or a weather reporter, and this is a really good first step in labeling your thoughts and starting to see like the different types of thoughts that you have. So your brat is you're throwing a tantrum. I don't wanna, it's not fair. You know, you can't make me do that. You know, anything that sounds like a tantrum, call it your brat thought. Yeah. And then if you're scared, oftentimes we're not going to come right out and say that I'm scared. This is your chicken. You're going to say things like, you know i really should take another class on that before i do this business or before i write that book or before i have that conversation or you know mondays are always better i'm going to do it on monday whatever that thing is yeah, when the truth yeah. is you're like i'm just yeah. scared to do it right now right you're
0: yeah, just putting it off yeah
1: exactly you're just putting it off and then you're we call your weather reporter a lot of times people have the hardest time with the weather reporter but we say look we want you to be the author of your life, like taking accountability for everything and being in charge. The weather reporter is the polar opposite of that. The weather reporter is like, look, I was late because traffic was so bad. When the truth was like, okay, I could have planned for the traffic and I could have left 10 minutes earlier, but I was like really in the middle of this blog or this video. Right. And so I didn't. And Whatever. Right. Not that things don't happen that are out of outside of our control. Like we get that. But where are you blaming everything, you know, in your life or things that aren't working on not you on everything else? We call that your weather reporter. And so starting to like, yeah, starting to hear brat, chicken and weather reporter is one thing is, is one way to start to like have this engagement with your thoughts. That's not just accepting everything. You know, because the truth is, like, your brat, chicken, and your weather reporter, they're not on your dream's team, right? And so your dream, we call your dream, like, the things that you want in your life. You know, I really want to run the marathon. Well, if every day I listened to my my brat, which was like, I'm so tired, I don't feel like doing my workout right now, right? Yeah. That's, that's working against my dream of, of get the marathon done.
0: Yeah, you know – I wish there was something because you touched on it earlier that, you know, being accountable, you know, for your life and your actions. It's really tough for people to do that because then they think. They're screw ups. Do you know what I mean that?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, they're not worthy. Mm-hmm. They feel guilty mm-hmm. instead of being like, "Well, you know, I'm kind of a human being over here. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not some mm-hmm. like I. I think that's you know when you we were talking about yes, people want to be like too, but they they really can't accept like they feel like it's a failure if they're not perfect. Why is that? Like I don't get that. Why I, I know do that, and I'm there with I you. Know. I mean, like, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm the person for me like. My son always says, mom, you don't care what people think. And yeah, I, I do. I mean, maybe to an extent I don't, you know, there's some things, but I do say this. Like, I think I should know better. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, I study totally. that. You totally. Know? I meditate. I'm connected. Like, how yeah. the heck did I, why did I say that? Why did, I should know better. And then I think, well, who, who made me above everyone? Like how, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, is yeah. crazy?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think we, you know, one of the things that we try to continually teach and remind ourselves, like we had a call this morning about it, too, is, look, we're like, we're all learning. We're all humans. We're all in this together. And you have to really change your relationship. This is an ongoing thing for me, given all my personality traits and the things that trigger me, like this whole, like, relationship to mistakes or failures, right? Is you really do have to change that. And again, I'm not just saying like, Oh, you really have to change that. It's, you really do have to change it. And it's not always easy. It really is a thing that you have to work on. Yeah. But I'll say that the For me, there's a joke, Lori Gerber, one of our head coaches or our head coach in the life division, she's always like, Angie, you're so lucky. You're like such a chicken that the the smallest things can make you so proud. And she didn't mean this in a mean way. She was just like, you really are lucky. Like, because the truth is when you keep your word to yourself and you do things that you're afraid of and you are accountable and you're like, yes, you know, I'm taking accountability for this, just how good you feel it yeah. actually negates all that other stuff about like, Oh, I'm a failure and I should have known. And, and it's like, it takes you to this whole different level,
0: but it's we don't, true. we don't do it's that.
1: True. You know, like yeah. we, we resist doing that, I should say.
0: Right. But then the and, more and that you do that, the more you're like yeah, more difficult than others. We totally are, you know, like you said, triggers, but uh-huh. you might be like, okay. In some areas and in other areas like, Oh man, absolutely. Like, like, I've, I've read that a million times. Come on. Get it together. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? we
1: t- I'll, I'll tell a client if they have areas that they're really successful in. Look, that's proof. That's proof how amazing you are. Right there. Yeah. yeah. Right? And now we just need to take that and apply it to these other areas that are, you know, more triggering for you or you're not as
0: proud. Oh, we all have that. Good point. Good point. I like that. Yeah. So you also mentioned that... One of the things you do is meditation. Yes. Now, do you teach meditation, or do you let people find their own way of meditation, or are they guided meditation, or are you listening to hummingbirds?
1: Yeah. So personally, I do. Um, I do. So let me let me say no. I do not teach meditation. Though I will say meditation is a common thing that we tell people to commit to at all Group, and it really yeah. is because of how it helps with that whole relationship between you and your thoughts. That's one of the, I think it's amazing. It's mm-hmm. on my list of commitments to do again in 2020, recommit to my own meditation practice. Personally, we at Handel Group recommend Ziva meditation. It's Emily Fletcher's meditation.
0: Can and Emily was, that?
1: yeah, Z-I-V-A, Ziva
0: Oh, Ziva, okay.
1: Yeah, Emily Fletcher is her name. And she actually was a client of Lauren's. If you go, Lauren Zander, who's the founder of Handel Method. And so she, Lauren, she even talks about Lauren and some of the courses and things. So that's the one that we recommend. And what I love about it is it's really doable. You know, it's really doable. But, and what I mean by doable is she starts you out with like, you know, five or 10 minutes and then you walk your, you, you work your way up. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think my opinion about meditation personally is just like with life coaching, just like like with a lot of things, you have to find the one that resonates with you. I like Emily's because I found I liked a mantra based meditation. So you have a mantra Ah. that you repeat. And Ah. I like that because it's like, you know, some people use their breath as the anchor or sounds or whatever. I like the mantra as the anchor personally. And I also like Emily has a lot of science behind. You can tell I'm a very skeptical person, right? It took MIT saying Handel Group was good. And then I'm like, Emily you, did, you did science. your homework.
0: You, you did your research. <laughs> Angie.
1: Right. Well, so for those, for those people who need a little more research, um, yeah. I like that about Emily's method too.
0: So, and I like yeah. that you said the same thing, like everybody you know, can meditate. It could be a minute. Like I had somebody who originally years ago was like, "Sandy, just start out a minute throughout the day." Mm-hmm. And you know, and then it changed. But there's so many different types of meditation. You know, yeah. And find one that resonates with you. But I, I'm. I am a firm believer in how you start your day out. And, you know, if you look at people that you go, hmm, there's something about their lives that I think is really cool, you'll find they all have something they do in the morning to get them in that positive, Mm -hmm. you know, powerful headset. And a Mm -hmm. lot of it includes whether it's, and they're all different times, whether it's three minutes or 40 minutes, they do some type of meditation that works for them, you know? Yeah. I I like, I think it's really cool. All right. So now I want to back up a little bit. Okay. When we, we, we went through about the lawyer and the coaching and Louisiana and Texas and, you know, where you want to go and what you want to do and the workshops. What about when you were younger? What were you like when you were younger? As a kid?
1: Yeah. So did you
0: always think you were going to be a lawyer?
1: No, not at all. Honestly, I, um, I ended up and that's a weather report, right? I ended up going to law school, right? Like that, that really is how I would tell the story. Because I, so I went through a series of like, I wanted to make movies. So when I was in, well, first, I wanted to be a doctor. Then I decided okay. I didn't really like science. Then I decided, you know, I really want to make movies. And I went to school. Totally opposite. <laughs> I know, right? There you go. Um, so I went to school at LSU, and the closest thing to making movies was their broadcast journalism department, and I really, I really loved it. It actually served me very well, and okay. I did very well in law school because I learned how to simplify and tell a story. Um and you know, when I got, when I got to through that, I was like, you know, I don't want to move and I don't want to work for not a lot in the journalism field. When I was doing the research, I was like, these people don't get paid a lot. And so then I was like, Oh, what's the next best thing? Lawyering. Right. But
0: so, okay. so wait a minute. I have to back I up went a all over the place. Right. Yes. But wait a minute. You originally said you wanted to be a doctor, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is that still because of you wanted to help people? Yeah, exactly. That's the common thread. Okay. So you wanted to help people. Did, were your parents like pushing you in that direction or that was all you?
1: That was all me. My mom's a nurse. Um, so that was really my only tie to the medical field, but she, she was not, you know, she, she wanted me to do what I wanted to do. It wasn't influenced by her at all.
0: So that the only common thread is I want to help people. Yeah. There you go. And that's what I figured out
1: that. So that's, so then fast forward, it's like, okay, then lawyer and then now life coach. Yeah. It, and then lawyer from not being happy doing the law, law that I was doing to, oh, nonprofit law, Profit. Yeah. right? It's like, yeah. oh, help people figure out their missions, you know, do their missions. And then that's really translatable to coaching.
0: I can see how being a lawyer would really, really help in being a coach.
1: We're highly analytical. I love
0: analyzing things. So it yeah.
1: does, it does feed that part of me that
0: loves that. Yeah. I could see that. Like it, it would really be a really nice compliment. Yeah. All right. So, and so we're, what about somebody we went, we went through about, they've never had a coach and you, you said, do your research and mm-hmm. find the right thing for them. Mm-hmm. Is it, I got and so I ask a bunch of questions to people before I bring somebody on air and I picked the top three so here's the first one is it a big time commitment that was the first question that somebody asked me
1: having a coach is it a big time commitment
0: yes yeah, so being part of the handle group is it a big time commitment so and that's all I got I don't mm-hmm. have anything else but is it a yeah. big time commitment
1: Okay. I was so going to add some stuff, when, and
0: then I would be putting okay. stuff in this person's mouth.
1: Okay. So when when I get a client, let me tell you what happens when I get a client. You. Okay, I'm going to start with the with the premise or the co- piece of coaching, which is like you really do need to reinvest in yourself. Okay, or invest in yourself if you've never invested in yourself. And so someone who's automatically thinking like. Oh gosh, how much time I'm like, Ooh, that person needs a coach. Just like whenever people are like, I don't have time to meditate. I'm like, Oh my gosh, you really need to meditate because, because of what you get out of it. And you really like, you start to be more efficient and you really start to focus your time on things that really matter. So that I I just have to out that that's my first thought, but let's get to the, like, really how much time. So our calls are 55 minutes. People can talk to us either. once a a week or once every other week, at first, that's the minimum requirement because there's momentum that we want to build. So you're talking at least two hours of literal, you're on the phone with your coach having your sessions. Gotcha. Before the first session, there is a really, you might remember this, there's an in-depth homework assignment where we have you go through your whole life. And we've broken life up into 12 areas and we give you the areas and we want you to do an assessment. It's probably the longest written assignment that people do and can be difficult for people to do when they're like, oh my gosh, this is going to take a while. But we say you're going to devote like four to six hours on that. But it's like one of the, it's an awesome assignment, one of the most illuminating assignments, because that's where we, we jump off from that assignment. Yeah, yeah. And then in between the calls, it's you do have homework, not always written homework, but it's like, go do your life like, okay, Sandy, you're going to make a commitment to, you know, meditate three times this week and you're going to exercise two times this week and you're going to, you know, call someone that you really want to say hi to. I'm just making these up, obviously. No, no, no I get it. I get but it. that's the coaching work also in between the calls is like go work on your life in various ways. So right. if you're like how much time is involved, I can I can tell you it's like two to four hours of literally being on the phone. There's going to be some homework time. But then there's going to be the stuff that you go do in your life to enhance your life. And remember, it's all because we want you to have what you say you want. That's See, the point of it.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. You... You, that's in a nutshell, you, if you, you got to put your, if you, if you're saying you want these things, right, mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. You, you, if you're not ready to me, like you said, oh, the intake, it was, it's like four to six hours you go, oh, crap. yeah, but it's yeah. really not oh crap, because you have to be ready, you know, and if you're really wanting these things in life, then you're, you're going to be willing to do it, you know, yeah. and that's just the bottom line.
1: Or, you know, you just need to tell the truth that like, I'm going to stop complaining that I don't have these things because the truth is I'm like not willing or able right now to invest in that. Yeah. Right. Like it's to get yourself out of your personal hell. Yeah. of Blame and and upset. Right. Even like I'll have people who are like, I'm not working on, I don't want to work. I don't want to devote the time on that thing right now. It's almost like refreshing. Okay, great. We're taking that off the table. Okay, phew, we'll revisit it, you know, in some time in the future. Right. And then Sandy, for people who are like, look, coaching one-on-one, that's, you know, too much of a financial or time investment. We have our, our digital coaching course, which walks you through all the method, but you could do it at your own pace. So if you're like, look, the truth is, yeah, I only have one hour a week. Well, then you just commit to doing the one hour on the digital coaching course and you have access to that forever.
0: Yeah, that's cool. So there's something, you know, to fit in there. If you were like, yeah. listen, I can't do that right now, financially or time-wise. It's not like it's an all or none. There's other yes. options.
1: Yes. And Lauren was really, you know, she, it was really important to her and to the leadership of our company and to all of us as, you know, the trickle-down effect is make this accessible to anyone and and the digital coaching Is has been the way to do that because it's so interactive and you can get a buddy and you get a lot of things like support calls through what we call inner university. The digital coaching program is called Inner You, and the programs under it are inner university. We've got free courses like courses that come with your subscription that you pay one time and you can go get help and extra support and all this good stuff.
0: It's really,
1: um, it's really good for keeping someone in the conversation in as much as they're willing to invest time-wise in it. I like that. We try to take away all the excuses, you know, that someone could come up with as to why they can't go to work on their dreams.
0: Yeah. (laughs) It's, it's like saying, I I mean, I have friends that say it all the time. I don't have time to work out. And I'm like, really? Okay. You know, maybe you don't have an hour every day, but you got some time in there. My, my son, since he's a, Baby, we have a mini trampoline, jumps on the trampoline while watching whatever. Right. So there's ways to combine it, you know? Absolutely. All right. All right. Well, Angie, we got to go. We got to wrap up here. This is so fun. I'm glad you had a good time. I think we gave people some really good, valuable information. But before we go, is there anything, because they'll have a write-up about where they can find you. Is there anything we didn't get in? Any last thoughts that you want to get out?
1: You know, I think that um, the one last thing I would say is, look, it's life is too short to not be doing what you want and being proud. Like, let's give up the anxiety and the blame and the upset. Like, really go figure out how to do just one thing that gets you closer to whatever it is you want and do that in a hurry. Don't wait because life is too short.
0: (laughs) Do it in a hurry. I like that. Why is it too short?
1: You, you know that's a that's my that's my goal and my dream is to really help people just be happy. Right, and it like sounds it sounds simple and hokey, but it really is at the core. Of oh, what we're you doing. can tell
0: it's it. You you can tell for you it's sincere. So it is that it could be hokey, could be hallmark, but when it's sincere, I'll take cheesy any day. Okay, good. All right, <laughs> well, peeps, for let's keep it real. I know you loved Angie. And look her up. You know, just check it out. See what you think. See what you think of the method. I'm sure there's going to be something for you. And until next time, you know what I'm saying. Toodles. Thanks for listening. Be sure to share and subscribe if you enjoyed the show. And remember, keep spreading the positive.